Welcome to the Nerdoplexy Movie Review Show mini episode. This is where we break down our breakdowns of the movies we just watched, answer your pressing questions, and let you know what to check out for next time. My name is Reed, and with me today we have Sam and Dave. So let's dive in. So I've been thinking about The Crow a lot. Oh, yeah? Mostly because, I mean, how, it's, it's hard to not think about. All my dreams have been on fire for the past <laughs> week, so it's kind of weird. I had 30 hours of pain all at once every time I go to sleep. You can't think about The Crow all the time. No. I wrote a song, actually, to that tune. How did that song go? I just keep saying that you can't think about The Crow all the time. I like it. It's more like a meditation. Like a mantra. Mm-hmm. Self-help. Well, what I've been thinking about The Crow is that this uh, reminded me of a different... We always like to draw some connections. This one reminded me a lot of Darkman in a way because these are both villain-centric movies Mm -hmm. where the villains are the real stars. you got a bunch of villains that all have really great bits. Yeah, a bunch of... A a big eccentric cast. I've just been thinking about how mad I am I didn't get to make a Corvid-19 joke. (laughs) That's so timely. It is, but... You know, here we are. In March of 2020, I did tweet out David 19. Yeah. That's which you. is pretty close. Well, I guess lucky for us, it didn't go viral. Hey! Oh, I'm sad. It, <laughs> but it's also uh, sort of reminiscent. COVID-19, the brandemic. The bra- oh, jeez. <laughs> but it's also like um, Dick Tracy with a, a ton of villains that all have their own weird shtick. Weird names. And weird, yeah, extremely weird names. But they don't have, like, names that have to do with, with the way that they look, though, except for Skank. Skank did look like a Skank. He, yeah, he was that was Skank. Fun Boy looked like he was having fun, boy. T-Bird did not look like a T-Bird. But he did drive a T-Bird. That's sort of like Exhibit. It's like, yo, dog, I heard you like T-Bird, so here's T-Bird and your T-Bird. I hear that, uh, actually, I watched a YouTube video about that because I was thinking about getting a, you said that he had a pimped out ride and I was going to get an exhibit clip. And I didn't do that because I went down a rabbit hole for like 45 minutes watching how like exhibit's career was ruined by pimp my ride. And (laughs) (laughs) and it was like a behind the scenes video where they're like, yeah, they didn't even change the cars that came in at the beginning of the episode. They would like get other cars that were easier to modify that looked kind of like the car that they showed at the beginning that was beat up. That sucks. Oh, really? I hate that. That's funny. Yeah. You know, reality TV stuff. MTV does so many shitty reality, like, fake outs like that. They had a bunch of dating shows where they were just, they were all actors and none of them dated at the end. I was like, well, what's the point? Why did I watch this? This is just trash now. I just really like to think about the guy who had, um, like, tropical fish and they put, like, a tropical fish tank in the back of his car and him just driving down the street one day and, like, having to break too suddenly and, like, 35 gallons of <laughs> tropical fish comes sloshing into my man's Honda just Civic. Just one barracuda. Yeah. <laughs> in your lap. Or even if it didn't, he just breaks a little too fast and someone rear ends him. And now what? Right. And then you have, like, a tragic news story that'd be, like, there's a... There's a 12-car pileup. Man stung to death by lionfish in car. Yeah, 12-car pileup, four humans dead, one swordfish, oddly enough. <laughs> Two of those humans were impaled by that one swordfish. A 4,600 beta fish. It's crazy. But, oh. but damn, 
if those spinners weren't looking right. They were lit. Some of them even lit up. That makes me think a lot about Trading Spaces, that show where you would trade houses with your neighbors and then remodel one room. Oh, I love that show. My favorite part was how often one of the women in the couples would just burst into tears upon seeing her new room. <laughs> there, there was one, the guy Doug, he put a toilet in someone's bedroom and to make it look like a prison had a mummy or like a, a dummy sitting on top of the toilet. And the couple came in and just both started crying. It was just so good. What a great show that was. My favorite was the one lady literally just staple gun <laughs> hay to the wall. Uh, what, it's like Wendy was her name or something like that? Or uh, I don't know. The host, the host I did have a mad crush on, uh, Paige, I think her name was. Oh, yeah, Paige. She was like, um, she was the, the feather was duster great. on in the first uh, Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. Oh, really? Yeah. Speaking of pages, you know what else has pages? Comic books. I thought you were going to say 30 Rock. Yeah, well, well, we'll get into a 30 Rock episode next. I just I just restarted watching it. I'm on season one, episode three. It's so good. Good times. Yeah, and uh, Jack Donaghy knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. He does. He does. He do. I mean, it makes sense if Jack Donaghy is Yinku. And he is. Obviously. We can say that because he is. And then that makes sense how he's so e- uh, easily able to know what everybody is thinking. Of course, he would go into market research with psychic powers, but we will get into that in a couple of uh, in a couple of weeks. Next week. Next week. Next week. I think is the is the sh- no. Yes. No. It must be. It must be next week. No. Next week is the mask. <laughs> Oh, oh, we got this is our mini series. We like to do mini series. We had our animation mini block. This is our the thing, the the blank, the blank man. Oh, no, that means the phantom is coming up. And that's exciting. Right. And we had a lot of mans. We had cemetery man, blank man, meteor man, pretty short order. Mm -hmm. Now we've had now we're we're doing the crow crow man, the mask and the shadow mask man and shadow man. And the Phantom. Soon to be followed by the Phantom. I don't know what that order is, but it's it's we're we're close. I can taste Billy Zane now. You lucky man. The Phantom is the last of these the comic serial uh, movie revivals, but no, we won't be seeing the Phantom until we've already seen um uh, The Crow again, which will be a first watch for me, City of Angels. Is Garfield on this list? Garfield? Tale of Two Kitties. I don't believe Garfield is on the list. Garfield movie came out in 2004. But like is... I mean, we did Dick Tracy. We're going to have to do Garfield. Okay. I guess you're right. And we... Oh, boy. 2004 is going to be a tough year. Can we, Can I read through 2004 to you guys? Please. Let, let me just add... I'm going to go ahead and then pop in Garfield here. I'm sick in Garfield 2004. All right. So let, let's, let's get started. Now, 2003, banger of a year. We got some weird stuff going on in there. 2002 is also very good. The uh, Speederman will be uh, up there. Starting things off, maybe one of Dave's favorite films, I'm guessing, is going to be Blade Trinity. Blade Trinity is pretty dope. That's the Ryan Reynolds one. Oh, hell yeah. I do love that movie. I do. It's so good. Ryan Reynolds, Jessica Biel. Proto Deadpool. Yeah, no, I, I like all the Blade movies. I, I rem- I've seen them all. I can't remember if Ron Perlman is still in this one. I think he may be one of the returning vampires, but I don't know. That'll be our fourth Wesley Snipes movie, right? Yeah, at that point, that'll be the 30 of four. Yeah, at least. At least. 
Uh, next up, a movie that I've never seen, but you know, I've got to check this box. It's going to be Halle Berry's Catwoman. Oh, the worst. Here we go. Now we're bringing it back around. Though. Speaking of Ron Perlman, 2004 also has got Hellboy. Oh, well, that's good. We've got David Hyde Pierce. Ooh, and then, now and then I believe that's this. If my timeline is correct, Garfield will be next. And I, I regret to inform you, 2006. Yes, you are right. I'm going to put up a hard fight for Garfield Tale of Two Kitties, though. <laughs> Maybe we could do Tale of Two Kitties as a mini. Okay. Like, I'll watch it and I won't take any notes. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do it, um, l- let's do it live, because I've never seen it. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll do that one live and drunk. <laughs> uh, we got The Incredibles, The Thomas Jane Punisher, which is cool. This is, this, is a, this is kind of a zag for us, but I did want to put it on the list, because I watched this movie hungover on demand one day, and it, it kind of saved me. Sky High. Sky High. That's a pretty solid flick. It's the high school one. Is that the one um, with Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell is the dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's an all right movie. You know, it's all right. I would do any Kurt Russell movie. And then we finish out with Spider-Man 2. So 2004 is not bad. I would do every Kurt Russell movie. Talk about a talk about a series. We really missed our comic. We're doing comic movies over here. We should be doing Kurt Russell movies. Oh, boy. What month can, can we can we do a month like Halloween and we just do a whole month of Russell? A whole month of Russell. Rustling up some Todd's. What uh, month would that be? When's his birthday? Because that's the month. Oh, I don't know. Sam, you know this. Sam, you know this. Obviously, we're going to do it in November. <laughs> I got nothing. It's March. We got a long time. He's a March He's a March 17 kind of guy. We got a long time. 1951. My dude is old. That makes him a 70, right? Merch Russell. I don't know. But back to comics. Let's swing back around. Let's swing back around because we've got to set up our next comic book, book of the month, club book for next month. <laughs> it, it's going to be Marjorie Lou's Monstrous. 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 It's a double, double whammy. It is pretty exciting. It is an on, well, I don't know if, is it still ongoing? An ongoing comic series written by Marjorie Lou, I'm guessing, L-I-U, Lou. Yeah, that'd have to be a Lou. Uh, and drawn by San- Sana Takeda. Started in 2015 by Image Comics. This one uh, is also available on Hulu, so be sure to check that out. But Hoopla. If it's on Hulu, that'd be dope. Oh, yeah. I mean, it should. I, I can't imagine it'll be too far. But this uh, this author for our spotlight this month is uh, quite accomplished. She's right up there with any of these heavy hitters. And I didn't know the extent. She's one of our states people. She's Philadelphian. Oh, there we go. Native, a native Pennsylvania. Love to see that. Quite accomplished. She's an attorney and a New York Times bestselling novelist uh, and comic book writer. She's um, at Marvel. She's done X-23, Black Widow. She did the limited series Han Solo, Dark Wolverine, and Astonishing X-Men. And she's the co-creator of Monstrous along with uh, Sana Takeda, which is a really kind of dark, steampunky, fantasy, alternate, matriarchal universe full of all kind of different wacky monsters. It's one of my favorite trades I've read to date and series I've read to date just because the look of it is, I don't want to say anime inspired, but it's certainly very Eastern inspired. Early in the podcast, you two both said you're kind of fringe comic book folk, but I would say I've read a pretty good amount of comic books, and I, I've never heard of this. 
and I just looked up the art style. It looks really great. No, you misunderstood. I only wear jackets with fringe. That's what I was saying. Uh, well, there it is. Okay, maybe I misunderstood. Uh, see, and I only ride in surreys that have the fringe on top. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so yeah, you guys, you guys know an awful lot more about comics than I do coming into this. So uh, I'm trying to move past the surrey with the fringe on top. Not me. I'm trying to live there. I'm trying to hunt and get a ride. <laughs> you, you in a hurry? All right. Um, but no, I'm I'm uh, I'm into it. This has been an introduction for me to a lot of people who I had, I had never heard of. I'd never heard of Marjorie Lou, and she's done a lot of things apparently that I've either read or seen tangentially. So I, I appreciate it. Yeah, there, she's got a, a long list of awards. She cleans up at uh, the Eisners. Uh, she's got a ton of Hugos, um, and she's also writes novels. And I didn't I didn't know this that she was a, a novelist as well. Her most famous kind of novel series is the Dirk and Steel series, uh, which I checked out and I I find pretty interesting. The covers lead me to believe that it's kind of like bordering on the realms of erotica. But in fantasy novels, you cannot take that as gospel because fantasy novels, especially written by women, tend to have um, spicy looking covers, basically. Yeah, you can chalk that up to the publishing company, I'm sure. They're like, well, <laughs> we've got this this uh, this beabbed yeah. dark elf that we can put on the cover. What do you think about that? Like, well, there's no dark elf in the series, but... I love not, and I don't want to say trashy, but I really enjoy fantasy novels. Beach reads. Yeah, just like kind of nice, easy to read. I love YA fantasy as well, because in audiobook form, it's so easy to listen to. It's not complex. The thoughts are like laid out nice and easy. You can half pay attention and still follow what's going on. I think I have like ADHD. So if it's not like young adult and they just start to put stuff that's a little too boring for me to stay in it, I put the book away and then I'll never read it. Like I, I've never finished House of Leaves. What I really like about YA novels is is the large print. I do, I do like a large print book. Anything else is... Uh, that does help out. Yes, I like that too. Straining on the eyes and I refuse to get <laughs> readers. When I hear Dirk and Steel though, uh, it makes me think of Chop and Steel. <laughs> do you guys know about Chop and Steel? I don't. It's these two guys, these comedians in the Found Footage Festival. Have, have you heard of Found Footage Festival? Yes, yes. So these dudes, they trick morning news shows into letting them be on and they... <laughs> They bill themselves as uh, strong men. Oh, my God. Yeah, and there's a documentary coming up out about this in particular because they were sued. <laughs> I, they were sued by a bunch of a bunch of news organizations because they, they felt like they subverted their thing. Yeah, they, they were sued by NBC, right? There's some depositions. If you watch on YouTube, Chop and Steal, I, you could probably just type in Chop and Steal depositions. And uh, and some of some of them are so funny. They were like, you know, you guys are purporting to be strong men. And what are those? And and uh, the one guy, Joe, he's like, well, strong men. And <laughs> like, like, what's a strong man? What's a strong man? Uh, and he was like, well, do you do you look at me and do you think I look like a strong man? Like I should be a strong man. So do you feel like these newscasters did even minimal research on us at all? <laughs> and the, some of the stuff they do on these morning news shows, they they like have feats of strength. Well, yes, but their feats of strength are like these contrived, like they have wicker, they have like 10 wicker baskets 
and then they'll like twist the wicker basket to the side and to the front and the other guy will step on it like that's a feat of strength <laughs> and then the one guy holds the one guy by his legs and he like does crunches <laughs> like up like it's 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 so funny and i can't do it justice so just look up chop and steal uh speaking of dirk and steel chop and steal and she uh, she's a lawyer and she went to uh school in appleton wisconsin and these guys are from wisconsin so there you go there's your marjorie Lou connection <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. We're all about the connections here on Nerdoplexy. And here's a connection for you, dear listener. Head over to nerdoplexy.com. We've been upgrading the site, and you can check the show notes. We'll slap a link to Shop and Steal right in there. So all these things we talk about when we normally just tell you, hey, go do your own research, you fools. We'll do your research. You can now get all of that info right in the same place. When we were talking about images, uh, hopefully I'm going to go back one of these days and uh, assign some of the images that I'm allowed to put, that we're allowed to show. We got to keep it. So no bad penis. <laughs> well, hey, they made that. They released that. We didn't do that. That is true. We didn't do it. We're not altering anything. Don't put that evil on exactly. us. Exactly. <laughs> we didn't do that. You, they talked to DC. You can uh, check the website now for those deets. DM me. I'll recreate those Batman pictures. Sure, 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 sure. We'll 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 look we'll get to it. Okay, but be sure also to head to your library app and download Monstrous so that you can uh, read along and review that with us on the next mini episode. I'm wor- I'm going through with Megan currently, and we're watching. I don't know if I mentioned this, but we're watching the uh, AFI Top 100. Ah, see. I started that uh, four years ago, and I still have about 16 yet to go. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, I've seen most of them. Oh, uh, well, that, that's not too bad. That's actually really good. I mean, because I started at the bottom, and we're working through, and we just got the Yankee Doodle Dandy. A pretty a pretty fine movie, black and white, 1942, so it's what you'd expect. I watched that on an airplane. Megan and I were watching. I was like, oh, she had said something about, uh, you know, we're going to uh, take a break and head to bed. I'm like, well, this this must be about over no that's a long one let me just uh, jiggle the mouse real quick at, we're halfway through <laughs> and I'm like okay let's oh, no. circle back to this one next week please speaking of the afi top 100 i did see the sequel to sonic the hedgehog this weekend and it was amazing jim carrey giving it his all i had heard i had heard on april fool's day that this is going to be his last movie yeah if, if you heard it on april fool's day it must be true uh no it is amazing have okay, so Dave, I have to ask: Have you seen Have you seen both of the Hedgehog movies at this time? I saw the last movie I saw before movie theaters got closed was Sonic the Hedgehog, the first one, and I've watched it thirty more times since because my kids love it. Wonderful, love that for you. And Sonic is voiced by John Ralphio. How could you go wrong? Yes, yes, I do too. I don't hate that movie. Yeah, and they bring it up in this movie in the second one. You've got John Ralphio, and you've got Subway in this. I mean, what's not to love? Is Jared in this one? No, he did not make an appearance. Jared did did not make an appearance. Not even a spinning newspaper? <laughs> no, that would have been something else. He was in Sharknado 3, I want to say, before everything. He was he was in on a bench in a subway station, like an actual subway station. Sonic was talking to the family dog. And he asked what movie he wanted to watch. He goes, anything but that one, because it's the worst. And it was such a good Parks and Rec reference. A Parks and Reference. It, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I don't want to spoil it, but Sonic didn't lose. Ah, that's good. Does he lose all of his coins? He, he did, though. 
Now, let me ask you this question. It may be a spoiler, but I've got to know. It's a burning question. It's it's I've been worried about it, so I didn't want to see the movie. Do Sonic and Tails and Knuckles become friends at the end? Mm, I don't want to spoil too hard. So <laughs> anybody listening right, right, right now, right. Come plug I, your ears. Jump ahead 30 seconds. Plug your ears. Yes. Do do your whatever you go. La, 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 la. Yes. They did become friends. They worked it out. So Idris Elba will return in the in the threequel. Good. It, yep, Idris Elba will be back for that money. When are they going to start bringing in the, <laughs> the fucking weird ones? When are we getting that pink-ass bat and shit? The next one. <laughs> oh, oh no, we're not getting the pink bat yet. That's going to be the fourth movie. Shadow for sure, though, right? We're, we're going to meet Shadow. I don't want to spoil. That is a major spoiler. Shadow will be in the next one. You, we talking about the Shadow? Alec Baldwin? <laughs> no, no, no. No, Shadow the Hedgehog. He's got guns. He's fucking edgy. Shadow the Hedgehog is is like Angst the Hedgehog and the worst. His games are the worst. Every, when he's in a different game, he's fine. But his games that are only Shadow-centric are the worst. How come they don't have a live-action Mega Man yet? Well, now that you said it out loud, they have to make it. Yeah, well, I have that kind of juice. <laughs> No, but uh, I I know I was like I sounded like I was joking, but I thoroughly enjoyed the second movie. I thought it was better than the first one, and I liked the first one. I thought I thought this was a legitimately good movie. Now you could skip the first one; you don't have to watch it because in the first ten minutes of this one, they kind of go, "This is what happened last time," so that kids don't forget. Uh, this was it was a very good movie. Let's be real; I am a guy what forgets. Oh shit! Travis Schultz is not the same guy. I thought that was the guy. Sorry, I thought I thought the guy from Hold on, I'm trying to find the guy, the the human man's name in Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, James Marsden? Goku from a great from a great Yeah, James Marsden. Thank you. A live action movie recreation. I would have gone Cyclops from the live action X-Men. Nope, James Marsden who plays Goku in one of the worst just I never actually never saw it. I was getting him confused with the uh, Travis Schultz who was Rick from Community, aka Subway, aka Honda, so that joke from before doesn't make sense. They do look really similar, like from a distance. That yeah, I honestly thought that that was James Marsden in Community. I never knew that that was a different person. Right? Yeah. Oh, James Marsden was also in the movie Hop, which is an Easter, the only Easter movie I know of besides like Passion of the Christ. <laughs> that that was. <laughs> There's not, two not like, movies I know of for Easter, and it's Hop and Passion of the Christ. Peter Cottontail or whatever, you went straight to Passion of the Christ. Jim Cav- Jim Caviezel is not in Hop. Well, I've, I, I hate to break this to you. There's a new Easter classic that's going to be hitting the springtime every year. It's indelible. We won't be able to get away from it. It's redefined culture as we speak. Let's say, well, one, count of three, let's say at the same time. One, two, three... Morbius. Morbius. Yeah, obviously it's Morbius. Dr. Michael Morbius has come and he's he's the antidote that the, the world needs. He's the fix. He's going to cure us all. He dies in the third day. He comes out of the Batcave. And he has been resurrected by a weird Batman along with... Yes. Fucking... Not to be confused with, with the Batman, but this is, a, this is another the Batman. This is a Batman. This is a Batman. This is a Batman. That is a man. No, it's a, yeah, he's a Batman, which is, you know what I would love? This is, this is the time. Okay. Whenever they could cross over Marvel DC live action crossover, you have Morbius meets Kirk Langstrom, Man Bat. Uh, Man Bat is the worst. I can't stand Man Bat. Excuse me. Watch your 
fucking mouth. Keep my man bats name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> That's the first episode of Batman the Animated Series. I don't like man bat. Uh, on Leather Wings, I believe it's called. Uh-huh, you're correct. And Kirk Langstrom is the shiz nat. He's really cool. It's the best character there is. He uh, he returns. He, he every team up he's in, he's great because he's just now he's just a bat, like a really smart gentleman bat. He wears a fucking bow tie. How dare you, sir? How dare you? I didn't mean to uh, offend, but he's not. He's not my favorite character. Well, you're just proven out that you're just on the fringe of comic fandom. That's fair. But, all right, I do like Calendar Man an awful lot. Right? Yeah. I mean, obviously. Okay. So here's here's the thing. I want to ask, let's get back. We got to circle back to the good doctor. My touch point for a lot of the Spider-Man verse is for, I'm sure a lot of people of my, uh, of my advanced year is the Fox kids animated series. Yes. Spider-Man. Yes. The 2d, 3d opening. And in that series, Morbius plays a, a large part. And I don't know if you folks remember this little detail, but that show was, edited down and pared down to make it more kid friendly i.e spider-man never does a punch sometimes he like he wraps people up and he knocks people into things but he never does like a an attack now i don't know if this is where you're going with this but but the the morbius the the morbius edit i can remember is that his hand has like suction cups on him Mm -hmm. and that's how he like sucks the life force from people hand mouths or what they look more like little hand buttholes hand holes hannis Hannesses, and I always assumed that the Hannesses were a part of the Morbius character. Yeah, no, (laughs) Morbius is just a Dracula and not an invention. So I went into this movie expecting hand mouths, but no, he's just a Dracula. You never can trust a Dracula. Well, you shouldn't trust him in this one. This movie. Sam, did you say earlier that you had watched uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy on a plane? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think this movie is the perfect plane movie because everybody's dunking on this thing. It's been a while since this thing's been out. We're not spoiling anything. This is not a very good movie, but I don't think it's as bad as everybody's saying, really. It's unfairly maligned. It is... It's got Leto stink on it. <laughs> it's certainly functional. It, from from Suicide Squad. It's got Yeah, that's the he's that's really bad. That's making <sighs> what he did there was make a character that everybody loved into something that it wasn't. Yeah, but he's not doing that stuff here. What he does here is make a character that very few people love into exactly what it is. Yeah, it's straight down the middle. I challenge almost anyone, because I know that they exist, to come up with a lesser character from a popular comic series that has its own full-length movie that hits theaters. Howard the Duck? Electra? Electra and Howard the Duck are contenders. It's a stretch. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a tremendous stretch. Shang-Chi? I, again, you know, whenever whenever you go to Marvel, um, they obviously had to go deep. But those are inarguably the main characters of their own comics. Yeah. Yes. Morbius is not no a, like a, not even a tertiary character in Spider Man. My Morbius intro was Maximum Carnage. Yeah, Maximum Carnage, the video game, the Super Nintendo video game. Yes, because I was gonna say he's in he's in that. I don't think he's. I don't recall him being in the actual Maximum Carnage comics. But there's a lot of people in there. There's Fantastic Four and all kind of crap. It's a big crossover. So he might be honestly. 
he teams up with Blade a lot. He's big in in like the the magic side. He, he he's around, and that is like a slam dunk, if you ask me. Like Blade and Morbius, they're both like non traditional vampire vampires. Yeah, I think that I think the I think the reason you go with the Morbius is because it's very Spider Man. It's very Spider Man adjacent, and Spider Man is extremely hot. But barring that, if you've never seen a Marvel movie before. And similarly with Venom, if mm-hmm. if you don't know any of the canon, you can sit down and watch Morbius, mm-hmm. and it's it's just a monster movie. This man does an experiment on himself; it goes bad. He's a vampire. Doctor Who does one on himself, but then they they do they do a bat fight, and then he he's he's a vampire for good. Obviously, that's the arc, and that's what this is. And it's it's just a movie to sit and watch and spend an afternoon on. This isn't your Saturday night. This is your Thursday when you're homesick. This is also like we've said, if you're looking for Citizen Kane, why are you watching Morbius? But if you're looking to have fun and have some popcorn, watch Morbius. It's a fine movie. Oh, I, I watched this one on my uh, uh, during lunch. I, I caught like a 1230 viewing, got some popcorn, some M&Ms, sat back, uh, watched one through it. I, I there were some points where I laughed no, and not because the movie's funny because the movie is actually pretty joyless. Mm, Matt Smith has some pretty solid dance moves in it. I was really hoping I'd get some comedy out of Tyree, but Matt Smith is doing exactly he's playing the part perfect. He's pitch perfect. Um and Matt Smith is really having a renaissance right now because of his, this villainy turn he's doing, which I think is great. I think is using his whole thing to to perfection uh and here he's 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 got a vibe and i love it milo is a great character yeah it's a it's a very like nice guys finish last type character but it's more like sick kids finish last oof (laughs) i do my one of my biggest complaints with the movie is the visual effect that they put on matt smith uh because they do a similar effect to morbius when he goes into vampire mode but he's always wearing like long flowing coats and it's very dark he's got long hair and it's whipping around Mm -hmm. matt smith just looks like matt smith he's wearing like a, a blazer and like a sweater and a bow tie so it looks really it, it's the the dissonance there is kind of alarming. Some of the effects are cool. Some of the some of the things are really lame. None of it is in an uninteresting way, is what I'll say. This is kind of a nothing movie. But even the things that I was groaning at, I was I was groaning while smiling. Speaking of Easter, as we were, uh, they uh, Sony also did did also put a lot of eggs in the Morbius basket. Uh, so here's the only spoiler I'll say. And it's an after credit spoiler, and it needs to be talked okay. about, or else I would just say, go ahead and watch for yourself. It's also meaningless, but yeah. Uh, Michael Keaton, the original Batman of our show, meets the Batman of this movie. <laughs> the way that that happens is during the multiversal event of the Spider-Man movie, he somehow winds up in the Morbius verse, which I assume is the Venom. Well, I know is the Venom verse because they talk about the stuff that happened in California. They talk about Venom specifically. So he pops up in the Venom verse in a different facility. And the only thing he says whenever he realizes that he has now warped from one correctional facility to another is, I hope the food's better here. And I think... <laughs> That that is somewhat a betrayal of the Vulture character that we got in the Spider-Man movie, because by all rights, he did a lot of bad stuff, but it was arguably all for his family. So now he has warped to a universe 
where his family no longer exists and his only concern is like the grub there but he, but he, the the funny part is the funnier part is they have no record of this guy so they have to release him yeah that's rough in this universe and um he then meets up with Michael Morbius at the very end in what could only be described as like the the corniest of cheesy scenes but he's in all of his vulture gear so now you have to suspend the disbelief that he got that he got to this world and he was able to quickly drum up some Chitari technology because that's the conceit of his character, right? He's like a garbage man who, like, yes, this is my question, keeps a bunch of Chitari stuff and, and uses that to, yeah, right. So there's just he has his cheat, his exact vulture suit from the movie. He has that that warped with him. That warped with him. They they have no record of this guy, but they must have had a box with his name on it that warped <laughs> that. They, that didn't that didn't go to a different facility whenever he went to jail that stayed there i was to, gonna say to, re- to return to him after his multiple it. life sentences and they had to release <laughs> his his flying suit to him no it was part of his personal effects here's your vulture suit yeah your wallet your keys exactly like here's your watch here's your here's your bell clip here's your advanced chitari flight suit Right. So he so he finds Michael Morbius and he's like, oh, hey, I've heard a lot about you. We should we should do some good. And then Michael Morbius is like, that's that sounds like a good idea. And then that's how the movie ends. It's like it was so unearned, but it was it was legitimately hilarious because there's so much like belief suspension that has to occur to get you to that scene. And it's like so worthless. That's the mid credit scene, too. I didn't stick around to see if there was a final credit. Basically, just uh, hey, I I get I you can see I'm flying around, right? And my and Michael Doctor Morbius says yes, and then um, and he, he says something about Spider Man. He's like, we got to do something about Spider Man, and all of the the Spider Man stuff in the trailer for Morbius was just added last minute. Nobody knew about that. A lot of the scenes in the trailer have nothing to do with the movie because, and I know because. The Morbius trailer played in front of every movie I've seen for literally the last six months. And they cha- they did like one of those things where they like used a, a deleted scene or an alternate take because there's the part where he scares the guy and he says, oh, I am Venom. He does a vampire face. And the guy goes, oh, and he's like, oh, just kidding. I'm Dr. Michael Morbius. That's not in the movie. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame because that was a pretty funny bit. He just scares him and then flies away. So, and that's the, my big problem with this. There's no jokes. Tyree, I thought he was going to be joking. I thought he was going to be like the comic relief and is like make things light, but everything is serious. It's very dour. Yeah, you could. This movie could have existed without Tyrese altogether. Doesn't matter. Cut that. Make it ninety minutes. He escapes jail and then they never look for him again. <laughs> Cut that whole like because yeah, he's like investigating him. He's like, are you a vampire? Oh, is he a vampire? It never comes up. It's never resolved. It's for no reason. And Al Madrigal's there, and it's like a fever dream. <laughs> if they, at the very end, what they should have done was said, we got to do something about this fucking Venom. That makes so much more sense. That makes way more sense. Yeah, this Venom guy. Yeah, because he's in that universe, and they know that. But I'm guessing you have to now maybe think that Andrew Garfield could be the Spider-Man of this universe. That is the running theory, that, and Andrew Garfield keeps saying, there's not going to be another Spider-Man with me in it. He also said he wasn't going to be in the last Spider-Man, and we all knew he was. They kind of be like that. Exactly. He said he wasn't going to be in the last one. Yeah. So that's what I mean by they put a lot of put their eggs in that basket. So there must, if they make another movie, there must be a Sinister Six. 
Yeah, it might be not a Spider-Man, but it'll be a Sinister Sticks movie, and he'll be the he'll be the Jared Leto of that one. You're building to nothing. So who's in the Sinister Six? I mean, they basically set it up in the second movie. In this, I mean, there's a million different iterations, but in this one, obviously, there's Vulture and Morbius. The Vulture is in it, Morbius and um, Rhino, the Lizard Man, but he's dead. He dead now, so he can't be in it. I don't know. You never know because there's there's not rules. There's Rhino Ven- with Venom. Well, I'm guessing they're going to include Venom now because Venom has been in it before. So if this is the Garfield verse, is what we're thinking. It could be a different lizard, I guess. All of this to say, uh, it's it's a fine movie. Okay, well, yeah, Morbius. Ah, uh, wait till it comes out. Wait till it comes out. Don't get, don't pay for this. Don't pay for this one. Wait to see it. No, go pay for it. No, I, I, it's it's not as bad as everyone says it is. It's not as good as I wanted it to be. If you're if you're watching it on TNT, that's fine. It's certainly the last I checked, it was like a sixteen percent of Rotten Tomatoes. It ain't that. It's like a like a solid like forty maybe. Morbius sitting on a seventy percent audience score. I'm just saying you have a choice between Sonic Two and Morbius. You go see Sonic Two every time. It was a nice afternoon. The popcorn tasted good. You know what I've started doing? I get these little snack packs when I go to the theater. It's a little cheap. It's like five bucks. It's great. It's just a little bit of pop and a little bit of popcorn, and they give you a little candy. And I I take I've been doing M and M's, and I'll take the M and M's, then I'll dump it in the popcorn. It's like trail mix. I think that'll just about do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subs. Subscribe. He said subscribe. In case anybody thinks they had a stroke. Yes. Well, (laughs) we should be saying follow, I guess. But does it smell like burnt toast? Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Don't panic. Uh, Call me and I'll write you a joke. Don't panic. Just go on a hoopla, check out Marjorie Lou's Monstress, and prepare for next minis comic book book of the month club club book. That's the one. TM. TM. I'm, I'm gonna take that and mail it in a letter to myself, and then we'll be we'll be bulletproof. Head on over to nerdaplexy.com. You can uh, message us there. You can hit us up at nerdaplexy at gmail.com. Our Twitter is quite active, and you can hit us up there at Nerdaplexy Pod, and you can also say hey to our social media manager, it's Dave. You hit me up at the face of Dave, and I want to hear your favorite obscure hero that should have a movie. Now that Morbius does, let me know who you think should have a movie. Where's the Squirrel Girl movie? I was about to say Squirrel Girl. That's awesome. They jumped over. They jumped over twelve different properties that deserve the movie better than Dr. Morbius. You know what's fun? Uh, Squirrel Girl is voiced in the Marvel animated movies by the AT&T gal. Mila Vantrub, I think is her name. Milana Vantrub. Milana Vantrub. Oh, thank you. Check that out. That's the kind of good stuff you get from us at Nerdplexy. So, please think about subscribing at the monthly level, which you can do over at Nerdplexy.com like our good friends Steve and Megan, thank you so much for being very kind patrons. I am on Twitter at PGH underscore read. Sam's at PGH underscore SVH. Check us out next time. The movie we'll be watching is The Mask with Jim Carrey. It's going to be smoking. Somebody stop me. But until we meet again, I'd like to leave you with this thought to ponder. Where's the Alpha Flight movie? Alpha Flight would be dope, right?